Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Grab a drink with Drunk Women Solving Crime on their next Instagram Live on Tuesday the 5th of May 2020. But right now you can tuck into this week's episode with the brilliant Lizzie Roper. Drunk Women Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Hannah George and I'm a screenwriter. I'm joined by author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where absinthe meets arson, Negroni meets necrophilia, and Grand Marnier meets Grand Theft Auto. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. If I got murdered, like, would you guys bother to put yeah. on the paper? Uh, some people did try and make porn, and we weren't allowed to give them the photos. <laughs> My friend just shouted, Perverto! <laughs> <laughs> if I ever sort of hoovered it at the petrol station, I'd always hoover it going, no one saw, no one saw. Yeah, <laughs> 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 sexy. <laughs> now it's time. Drunk women solving crime. Hello and welcome to Drunk Women Solving Crime. It's still 2020, we're still in isolation, and I've already had four beers. So let's hey! see where this goes. Um, <laughs> we're going to have a lot of fun, uh, particularly as we're joined today by the wonderful Lizzie Roper. Hey! Hey! <laughs> hey, Lizzie, how are you doing? I'm glorious. I'm glorious. I'm holed away in my mum's uh, dining room in Guernsey under a duvet with a <laughs> um, with a rum and ginger beer. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Very nice. 
I do. Uh, yeah, I, the visual on this episode is particularly good. I know this is a podcast, but Lizzie just just underneath a duvet is wonderful. None of us have done it, but she's insisted. She is a professional, professional voiceover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm, she knows. And for the listeners who may not know, can I just say Guernsey is a small island off the coast of the United Kingdom, and it's a lovely. No, no it's off the coast of France. Oh, Ooh. sorry. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> How do you like them apples? <laughs> it is closer to France, isn't it? To be it's fair. Like, it's two hours, it's two hours in a boat from France. It's about eight or nine hours in a boat from the UK. Ooh, How fast wow. is this boat going? It's pretty bloody slow. I think we get we get <laughs> we get really sort of confused because the Dover Calais thing is like, you know, half an hour to buy a flick knife. Yeah. When I go to Guernsey, you've got to put the hours in. Okay. I love, no, that but, makes me feel good about like 22 minutes it takes to get to the island nine minutes on the um hovercraft uh, 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 you are so not threatening underneath the dude <laughs> <that you're laughs> uh, can i also just point out that my rum is a locally distilled rum ooh. distilled may i say with cannabis yeah yeah I well, really okay, Guernsey's got a lot going for it. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> How does that work? It, does it taste of pot? It does. It's got that. It's got that. It can't get you high. There's no THC in it. But it's, oh, it's uh, because Guernsey used to be a big market gardener, so they've got loads and loads of greenhouses. Um, oh. They don't grow tomatoes anymore. And suddenly it's gone, you know what they do need? A lot of medicinal... Medicinal cannabis, come on, let's grow medicinal yeah. cannabis. Now they start to run with it. Oh, wow. We still just grow alcohol. tomatoes in Alouette. That's really yeah. amazing. Go on, catch oh. up, Hannah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to get the munchies halfway through this, Lizzie? Oh, God, I hope not. Oh, my God, no. Oh. Mm. <laughs> and so, yeah, we've got uh, one question for you, which mm. is, have you ever been the victim of a crime? Well, I've had to give this a lot of consideration. I thought, have there been any policemen in my life? And then I've narrowed it down to, there's three occasions, but one is so disgustingly rude and my mother is in the next room that I can't. Go on. (laughs) Well, to cut a long story short, I was caught wanking by a burglar. Moving on. (laughs) Oh my God, that's amazing. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. We've never had that story. Yeah. And please, may you never have it again. Um, no, not really awful, 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 awful. The worst thing was when the policeman, I called the police as soon as I realized. <laughs> and then the policeman turned up and I had to sort of wash my hands and run a bath and pretend I was, you know, doing work <laughs> or something. And uh, the policeman said to me, because I saw him, I, I caught him. And um, I said to, he said to me, um, if we get you in the back of the squad car now and we drive you around the streets, do you think you'll be able to recognize him? And I thought, <laughs> well, I can't recognize him. But if you catch a man who sees me and starts smirking, you'll know it's him. <laughs> so there was that one. There was another wow. one. Um, that sort of surpasses everything, really. No, there was on my fortieth birthday, birthday. I went to Barcelona with a girlfriend, and we were on the Sunday morning. We thought, oh, we'll go to the Sagrada Familia. Oh, what could be nicer than a cathedral that hasn't been finished? Um, <laughs> so we were walking down the street, and this, you know, you're in Spain, you're in Barcelona. Everybody is beautiful. You are the most disgusting thing on the streets. It's Spaniards. It's amazing, and there was. This 
there was this man walking towards us and he was, you know, he was Spanish and he had this really sort of beautiful sort of cashmere coat on and uh, dark glasses and tracksuit bottoms. And as he sort of, he was about 10 foot away from it, he flourished his coat open expertly. Um, and the poor man had forgotten to pull his tracksuit trousers up <laughs> and they fell down his knees and he had the most beautiful penis I have ever seen <laughs> in my life. But it and wasn't accidental, was it? I, well, at the time, I thought, oh, I thought, oh, that poor man, his <laughs> friend must be he behind him. And he's doing it funny to his friend. Uh, my girlfriend who I was with thought, oh, that poor man has forgotten to pull his trousers up. Uh, but the way that he walked, he thwacked it expertly from five. Right. Oh, I mean, okay. really displayed it, and it was wow. also, it was so sort of typically Spanish in that had we been flash hat <laughs> in the UK, it was a big Spanish flourish, and it was so beautiful. <laughs> that's so funny like spain has you know it has the bullfighting it has all this great stuff and it has really beautiful swishing penises i like the idea you didn't even go to the cathedral after that but also there was that because we were so sort of hijacked by it and I, you know i'm a big mouthy bird and normally i would know what to say but it was just so unexpected and it was just like what and it was only once he sort of got past us that we realised that, you know, we'd just been sort of sexually molested yeah. and at. And all that we could do is my friend just shouted, Perverto! <laughs> <laughs> but we also realised we also realised we had a Spanish phrase book on us and we spent the rest of the day in hysterics. <laughs> the, the, the fact this man had shown us his penis and it just going through the sp Spanish phrase book and every single phrase in the Spanish phrase book would have been better than perverto. The best <laughs> one was if you, if you go to the dry cleaners, there's a phrase for, there's a wrinkle in this one, which I really wish I had learned before. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yes, those are my brushes with the law, both including men's penises. Do we see a theme occurring? Yeah. <laughs> those are two absolutely brilliant stories i love yeah. it they are very, very good thank you for sharing as i imagine the burglar would have said to you <laughs> oh my god like like did he like like did he just carry like carry on stealing like <laughs> No. Yeah, I have questions about the first one is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> when i glossed over well, like, what was what was the method? I think we all want to know the method. Was there was there an instrument being used? Was it no. freehand? It was the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. I, oh, I, I love was, those ones. I was an unemployed actor. What else was I going to do? Don't need an excuse, um, me. So I was staying in my friend's flat. He had a Parkinol recliner. I thought, let's have a luxury wank. <laughs> Um, so I had my luxury wank and the, <laughs> it was a very small flat on Finsbury, Finsbury Park overlooking the park um, and the door to the living room was open and then that led onto the hall but the hall was literally like two arms lengths and then the door and I I arrived in fantastic fashion and and I sort of came you know as soon as you've done it it's like oh I'm disgusting that's the most appalling thing I've ever done in my life oh Catholic guilt <laughs> 
<laughs> I sat up in the park and all, and I looked to my right where the open door was because that's where I was going to go. And I realized that not only was the living room door open, the front door was open. Wow. And there was a man standing there in complete line of sight of what Fucking I was doing. Hell. He was going, <laughs> and of course, wow. I immediately went into, oh my God, the neighbors are breaking in to watch me have <sighs> So I got out of my chair and I ran at the front door and I slammed the front door going, oh, God, which neighbor is that? And then I go into my bedroom and I discover, because it wasn't my bedroom, it was my mate's bedroom, that his massive ghetto blaster, because that's how long ago it was. Wow. um, The massive ghetto blaster was no longer in the bedroom. So he'd been in, taken that out, and then like, who is this wanking prick? (laughs) (laughs) What else can I take of hers while she's... Oh, my God. So She yeah. thinks we're to have a luxury wank. <laughs> I'm going to take whatever I want. <laughs> I love that you took a ghetto blaster. That's incredible. What I I you were on what I call an easy chair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If only there were beers in the arm, everything would be yes. <laughs> You're on like a Fraser's dad chair. That's so good. That's honestly one of my favorite... Listener crimes because it's just That's so incredible. it's a very different kind of vulnerable, <laughs> particularly vulnerable because Taylor was like, "Where were you? What were you using? What do you think about?" <laughs> Our listeners would have been so sad if we hadn't investigated. Come on, we all no, were you picturing her in bed and it was nighttime? No, she was on a recliner in the middle of the day. It's so much better. It's so much better <laughs> when you ask for the details. This you're, is why you should give right. actors jobs. Because otherwise, they eat all the biscuits. <laughs> now it's time for drunk women solving crime. The case we're looking at this week was brought to my attention by Rosie and Dan Smith on Twitter. Um, and this is the case of the Ardlement mystery. Uh, now, the aforementioned Dan Smith the has written a book. mystery? Um, Ardlement. Oh, Ardlement. <laughs> the argument mystery. Yes, it was your fault. <laughs> I can see yeah, it's solved. <laughs> what, what's Ardlemont? So Ardlemont oh. is a small island off the coast of France. <laughs> <laughs> I, all will be revealed. All will be revealed. Um, so Dan Smith's written a book about this, but I'll give the details of that later. Um, so picture the scene. A wealthy young aristocrat goes shooting in the woods with his tutor and another companion. A shot rings out. Two men are seen running from the woods. Later, a body is found dead with a shotgun wound to the head. So straight up, when do you think this is happening? When in history is that happening? Hey, Taylor, when was the American Civil War again? You started it, Taylor. So. I did. I always forget this and always have to look it up. I want to say it ended in 1836. Six, okay, we're I'm going to gonna have to cut this out. I'm going to go 1836. Okay, 1836. I'm going to go 1890. 1890, okay. See, I know when the Aristocats were. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Aristocrats. <laughs> you haven't specified. You know, it could have been. They were sassy. I'm going to say 1905. I so don't know why. Lizzie was and she nice. said 1890. Nice. Ooh, well Go, Lizzie. I get a prize. The prize is being smug, that's all, sorry. Okay. Yeah, okay. the prize is you get to have another bit of your own drink that you've provided. <laughs> <laughs> 
They get to walk around the block in isolation. (laughs) (laughs) Also, what I should mention now, I realise it's quite misleading saying a tutor and the pupil. So this isn't like a 10-year-old that got shot in the head. This is the the guy that got shot. No, it would be like a a teenager or a 20-year-old or something. Yeah, exactly. Just before you're thinking like, oh God, Hannah's doing a really dark case. It's not. It's quite dark. Okay, so. Yeah, but some um, kids, I would imagine that parents on lockdown could really identify with the idea of taking a child into the woods and shooting them right now. (laughs) Am I wrong? <laughs> Katie and Taylor remain silent. <laughs> you not be drawn on this issue. <laughs> Do you know what? I've literally never done this on this show because it's not what it's about, but that date was driving me crazy because it's such a huge part of American history. So I had to Google it and it's 1865 that the Civil War ended. Oh, and God. I won't look up anything else. I'm sorry, but I felt really guilty. <laughs> I forgot that. Okay. I mean, also, what's great about this is we can all just Google stuff and none of the others know because <laughs> yeah. I'm not yeah. in the same room. Ardmont is spelled A-R-D-L-A-M-O-N-T if anyone's interested. It's a gentleman's agreement. So this happened on the 10th of August, 1893, and caused two high-profile court cases, one for murder and one for defamation. So that's all coming up. So where did this happen? I'll give you a clue. It's somewhere we won't be going this year. America. Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Yes. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) You know what's great is that any answer would have been correct. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. (laughs) It is Edinburgh. The court case happened in Edinburgh, uh, but the crime happened in the 640-acre Ardlemont estate in Argyll. Yeah. Yes, which is in Scotland. Let's meet the main players. We've got the young aristocrat, that's Cecil Hambra, 20 years old, uh, who was an army lieutenant and member of the Hambra family. Where do you think the Hambra family come from? I have a personal connection to this, so that's the only clue. <laughs> and that right. helps me how? <laughs> yeah. Hi, Lizzie, who I met yeah. 10 to 15 minutes ago. <laughs> the Isle of Wight, the Isle of Wight. Yeah, but more specifically... Ventnor? How? Oh, oh, shit. Oh, that's really? Oh, yeah. Aristocrats from Ventnor? Yeah. <laughs> what? And also, Taylor, if you think about the hotel that you stayed in when we did Ventnor Fringe... Ooh. What was it called? The Hambra. The Hambra. I mean, and... I say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> the Hamburger. Yeah, I did. And um, so, yeah, it this is Cecil burger. Hambra. And it was weird because they came to these, these people came to me on Twitter and just said, oh, have you seen this case? But nothing about the Isle of Wight. And then I was like, oh, wow, there's like a proper connection. So then we've got the tutor who was the one who suggested they go hunting in an area of woodland on the estate. And he was 32 year old. Alfred Monson, um, who had been in and out of financial trouble most of his adult life, Mm. um, but two years previously had secured the job as a gentleman's tutor after being introduced to the Hambra family by a London businessman. And the last guy was Edward Scott, who was a bookmaker's clerk from London and a friend of Monson. He arrived at the estate a few days before the murder. So he's He's a friend of Monson, the tutor. The tutor, yeah. So they go into the woods, Monson, the tutor, Scott, the friend of Monson, and Hambra, who is the young aristocrat. Hambra and the tutor were carrying guns. Scott was there to bag anything they shot. Three men went into the woods, two men came out. Who do you think got shot? The one with the smallest cock. <laughs> Lizzie is going for this one. You're going for this. <laughs> I think that second crime you experienced really affected <laughs> I love this question where you have to guess. 
But I don't know. I'm really thrown by this one. I'm not. <laughs> no? So we've got a tutor that's been in debt and we've got his friend. Now the friend, is he, a, is he linked to the family as well? No, he's just a friend of Monson. So he literally doesn't know the aristocrat at all? No. What, okay. were, they, what were they supposed he's, to be shooting in the woods? I guess like grouse or some shit. And how long has this guy been a tutor? Do we know that? Uh, he's been his tutor for two years, according to this. And this guy's just his friend that's come in from nowhere this day. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the friend is the murderer. Okay. And this tutor has debts and he's in something with this guy. I don't know. Hmm. So the aristocrat dies. Okay, or the the friend that's come in that day dies. Okay. And the tutor is said, the aristocrat wanted to know what it was like to kill a man like A.A. Gill. <laughs> and so this guy brought in his friend. They didn't have a baboon. Ooh. So he just was like, oh, I've got this friend. You can shoot him. But That's when my they, alternate theory. The guy that was shot in the woods, he didn't get shot in the woods and then they just threw some leaves over him and walked out and went, oh, I don't know, he got lost. They no, came out and went, he's bloody dead. They went, he's dead, but it was a shooting accident. We thought he was right. a pheasant or something. Uh -huh. <laughs> I think I love our knowledge of game. In the, <laughs> in the Argyle region as well. Like, we're just fountains of knowledge. I'm going to go with the aristocrat was shot and okay. killed by the tutor. Ooh. Tutor. Tutor. Um, and I think, yeah, Scott was just an accomplice, but he was in on it. I think that it was premeditated. And he said, look, this is going to go down because something else is going on in this professional relationship right it's not just um, that he couldn't do calculus. and they're going to come out and say there's been a terrible accident yeah what well, okay so it was the aristocrat hambra who was killed wow um, yeah so estate shot workers through the penis <laughs> <laughs> well i did say head i didn't say which head i guess um, so estate workers heard a shot and then saw the tutor Monson and his friend Scott running back to Ardlemont House carrying the guns. Um, so they were cleaning their guns when a butler asked what had become of Mr. Hambra. What do you think Monson and Scott said? So, Katie, you already said that you think that they said, oh, it was a shooting accident and you yeah. thought he was a pheasant. Um, yeah. Taylor? Yeah, same. Accident. <laughs> um, Lizzie? Oh, who? What? Oh, I don't know. Oh, look at that pheasant over there. Oh, I'm really hungry. Have you got a scone? I think that's what they said. <laughs> they I like how we got an entire scene there. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks um, really suspicious to clean your gun after a murder, though, doesn't mm, it? Or an accident, like, well, mm, you know, you can't mm. skip the step. But in those days, they had to clean them all the time or they'd get all, like, backed up and wouldn't work. It I used to do that when um, I had a car. If I ever sort of hoovered it at the petrol station or hoovered the boot, I'd always hoover it going, no one saw, no one saw. And <laughs> Add a little bit of drama to my life. <laughs> Very um, good. Monson said that Hambra had shot himself in the head by accident whilst climbing a fence. Oh, they said oh that is really now. clumsy. How yeah. big are these guns? Um, yeah. That's well, yeah, possible. exactly. I imagine they're rifles. You can't right? do like, that. Uh, yeah. Mm. It's, it's, it's a flimsy defence. It's a flimsy defence. Unless so he was leaning the rifle against a fence and was using the... The, the trigger, the, as, a the trigger bit as a yeah Man, that would be crazy or he was like looking yeah. down it with his eye to see if it yeah. was clean katie <laughs> katie just sliced right through that that would be crazy mm. <laughs>
everything else is fine. Yeah. Uh, so they called the police and the police came to the estate, but reported that, yes, it had indeed all been a tragic accident. They believed Monson's story. The police believed the tutor and the random guy. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, so Monson and Scott got away scot-free, if you will, um, <laughs> until Monson did something that raised suspicions. Now, what do you think Monson did that led for this whole case to be reopened? And Monson's the tutor. The tutor. Okay. Did he come in and steal a boombox while the <laughs> mother was having a wank on a chaise long? <laughs> oh, a chaise long is very much the sort of easy boy of the uh, 18th century. Yeah. It? He tried to pawn something of the Aristocats. Ooh. Okay, interesting, interesting. Okay. So so he, uh, something suspicious. Mm. So he did or he said something suspicious. It's to do with money as well. So sort of Lizzie's on the right lines, but not exactly. What did Lizzie say again? That he'd pawned something of the dead oh. blokes. So he'd stolen he's stolen something of the dead blokes and he's trying to sell it for money. He's tried to cash a check for tutoring that he's not done because the guy's dead. Ah, okay, okay. Um, well, Taylor, any advance? I'm trying to think of how would your money be held then and how would somebody try to have access to it? And I'm just not sure. Just to give He's you a, found a way in. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it was, and we've had this before, is it was a life insurance policy. <gasps> oh, but he mm. could that. He, yeah. Well, Hambra, uh, so basically Monson appeared at the fiscal office to report that Hambra had taken out two life insurance policies worth £20,000 only six days before he died. Oh, wow. Um, and whose name do you think they were made out in? I'll give you a clue. Oh, it's, no. not, it's not Monson's name. His mate. Oh, it's the mate. Yeah. The mate. Wow. Well, it wasn't. It was, it was Monson's wife. Oh, oh. Mm. Okay. which is so so weird. Why would you take a life insurance policy out? Or he just put his wife's name, like she's just property at this point. Why are they pretending she has any kind of legal right to have a life insurance? He's yes, a slack but- criminal. This is a really badly thought out plan. Yeah. Right from the start. Monsignor Twat. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so the, the life insurance was on Hambra, but if it paid out for some reason, it would pay out to Monson's wife, which I'm kind of confused no, because about. Then, no, like they have what, like she can't vote. She, he, they have one bank account. Like she's not anything. She's not his she, of kin. Yeah. And anything she has, he has anyway. She doesn't get to keep any of her own money. Absolutely ridiculous that the pupil would leave all his money to the tutor's wife. So it's obviously uh, Monson's been up to no good. Yeah. Well, yes, exactly. And he's implicated his wife. Yeah. And the police um, obviously thought this was rather suspicious. So they conducted um, thorough searches of the estate and interviewed all the staff. And consequently, Monson was charged with murder. Um, and Scott is his accomplice. Mm-hmm. What do you think has become of Scott at this point? Got off scot free. Wee. He fucked off, literally. He was on the run and I don't think was ever seen again. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah, he grew so- a beard. <laughs> <laughs> or he cut it off, depending on what he was like. Before. Cut it off and wore a dress, ran to the hills. It's so easy. Scott, sorry, you said Scott ran off and was never seen again. Yeah. The from what I could, Dunsies. Yeah, from what I could tell. So Monson, now the tutor, is on trial for murder. Monson was defended by John Comrie Thompson, undoubtedly, according to Wikipedia, the best and most charismatic defence lawyer of the time. 
Uh, but among the oh. witnesses, yeah, oh yeah, baby. I always think that you want a really JPP, charismatic, a new series, mm. yeah, sexy so. defense lawyer. <laughs> wow, nice, yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, among the witnesses for the prosecution was a Dr. Joseph Bell, an Edinburgh surgeon and forensic detective who became the prototype for a very famous fictional character. Any guesses who? <gasps> Watson. <gasps> Go one Dr. up. Dr. Joseph Bell End. <laughs> oh, my God. Sherlock. <laughs> Sherlock. Yes. It was Sherlock. But, but Watson's the doctor. Conan Doyle was tutored by... Dr. Joseph Bell, when he was at Edinburgh, I think he was at Edinburgh University, when he studied medicine. So Conan Doyle studied medicine, and this guy was his tutor. At the time of the trial, Bell had recently been unmasked as the inspiration behind the creation of Sherlock Holmes. So he was kind of this quite celebrity kind of guy. And so Dr. Bell told the jury that, in his opinion, Monson had murdered Hambra. um, But obviously, Monson has this sexy, charismatic defence lawyer. Who do you think the jury went with? Sexy. They went sexy. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm worried they went sexy as well. Yeah. Yeah, sexy. <laughs> I think I think they went sexy, and then there's another case, and then they go sensible doctor afterwards. Uh, yes, exactly. She's totally right. Okay, so it's like all of our relationship sort of things. You go sexy, and then you go <laughs> okay. Yeah, sexy okay. then sensible. <laughs> I want someone that's sexable. <laughs> that doesn't make. Mm. Um, Taylor, what are you going? Sexy or sensible? <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> Took her a while. We're all Took her gone while to sexy. Get uh, all gone you're sexy. under oath, Taylor. <laughs> hmm. And also, bearing in mind at that point, the jury would have been twelve men. They went sexy too. So well, okay. Yes. Yeah. So just by all of this, all of this evidence, and we've got the actual Sherlock Holmes saying, "I thought it was this." The jury went with not proven. Which is, of course, the Scottish thing for oh, not the guilty. Scottish get out. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Which is just basically that mm-hmm. they didn't necessarily think he was innocent, but there just wasn't enough evidence to convict. Um, Fair so enough. the verdict enraged friends of the 20 year old Hambra. And for many years, on the anniversary of his death, notices appeared in the national newspapers that they had put in. Yeah. What, do you think, what do you think they said? It, they're putting up notices like this, is, this was not. It's a Twitter pylon. They're trying to get him cancelled. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it is they're not guilty. Not guilty. Here lies our friend. Not guilty. All, all no, upset. No, no, they're not saying guilty. he's a murderer. Sorry, Taylor, I interrupted. Yeah, you. justice was not served, and the murderer walks. And 
I, I don't know. They would have phrased it all flowery and like they, used too many words. They, do you know what? They did exactly that. They said, vengeance is mine. I will repay Seth the Lord. See, yeah. Seth the Lord, really. But that is. <laughs> the that Lord is, is not called Seth. That's 1870s for cancelled on Twitter. <laughs> and I think it's also saith the Lord now I've read it properly. Mm. Um, no, I like that. Seth. Seth the Lord, like in the Jedi's. Mm. <laughs> um, and a few years later, Robert Churchill, who was Scotland Yard's most senior firearms expert, said the evidence is 100% for conviction, so the jury were either blind or kind. So um, all of these experts were saying, you know, th this is definitely a murder. I mean, how do you guys feel about it? Do you feel like, I mean, it, we don't know that much about it, but it seems quite obvious that he had I mean, a total motive. And I'm, I'm feeling murder. The life insurance, um, it can't be a coincidence. It happened six days before the murder. This feels very premeditated. Yes. Yeah. And also really foolish. Like hated. Oh, sorry. Really, yeah. Foolish too. Yeah. Was he a hated aristocrat? Like, I'm wondering, did he have uh, many enemies? Uh, Aside from these friends who were writing the notices, and now I'm wondering, if I got murdered, like, would you guys bother to put it on the paper? <laughs> like, hey, just a reminder. I feel like nobody would. I would be oh all God. over Twitter, Taylor. <laughs> Facebook post, you'd be like, oh, it's the anniversary of her murder, so we should share the little video that Facebook has put together about <laughs> her murder, at least. I want you to know that I, I would have, I would avenge you, Taylor, in every way. Look, I would she's sething that right there and then. <laughs> <laughs> Seth, she's God. Gonna retrain as John Wicks. Yes, yes, that should be our next podcast. It's just the three of us trying to retrain as John Wick. <laughs> it would, would not no. work. So the second part of this trial, as I promised you, was a um, defamation case. It was a case of libel by innuendo. Oh, so um, this guy is sick of everyone calling him a murderer. Well, he's it suing them. Yes, he's suing someone in particular. Um, does anybody know what libel by innuendo means? And if you don't and you want a clue, I'll give you one. Come on. Oh, I like what you did there. Oh, that sort of thing. Yeah, very much. It's like the carry-on of defamation cases. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, this one. So um, basically, in... In 1894, a well-known London attraction decided to use Monson as part of an exhibit because this was a huge thing Like at the time. The London the, Dungeon. The London Dungeon. Taylor? Madame Tussauds. Madame Tussauds. Lizzie, have you got any? The Whatever. Elephant Man's Warm-Up. The Elephant <laughs> Man's Warm-Up. Warm-Up. One of you has got it right. <laughs> and it's That's Taylor. <laughs> Oh, so it was, it was well Madame done. Tussauds. Yeah. You will wax fucking anybody. Like, oh. what a lame... So here's a case that wasn't even, he Probably wasn't even found guilty. Here's yeah. his face. And <laughs> then also that makes it sound like everyone thought he definitely was a murderer. If they were confident enough to make a fucking waxwork yeah. and put him in the <laughs> murder rude. room. That's really like, rude, isn't it? But this is the like, murderer walking. That's like if, and I have no idea if this ever happened, there was like a waxwork of a Jay Simpson after he was acquitted. <laughs> Was there? <laughs> no, if there was, it'd be oh, like it was. Like, <laughs> people think he did it because they'd be like, "No, no, we're just honoring him as as the sportsman what? that he was." 
But like, it just it's happens like, to be in the murder room. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> we can't move it or it will melt. <laughs> Do you know what? My favourite um, thing is the idea that it's called the murder room. But does anyone know what the actual <laughs> name of the place was? I mean, I love it. You should work for Madame Tussauds, Leslie, because that is good. I but... did. I did. I used to work at Madame Tussauds. I no way. I, I did. I had to put an actor's company in there. Madame Tussauds worked out about 20 years ago that you go there twice in your life once when you're a child and yeah. once to take your children <laughs> oh. so they want they wanted to make it a more thing so it was decided to get a group of actors to play sculptors Ooh. so i had the attic and i had to get 20 and i got a load of stand-up comedians i got like tom price and stan stanley and various people oh, yeah. and we had to we had to go and see how the sculptures made the wax works and put all the hair in and stuff and the history of madame two swords and then we would have to put, we would ha have this attic and they'd all be different stations and Tom Price would be there pretending to carve um, a face out of clay. And I go, and here we see the sculptors. And over here, they're putting the hair in. It's all wow. complete lies. Oh, oh my gosh. God. It does sound great, though. It, it was brilliant. Cool. And I got, they, they, because they, at Madame Two Swords, they carve faces, but a lot of the time they cast um, the hands. So if people are alive, they take them in and they cast the hands. Jimi Hendrix must have been hung like a horse. Because his hand was yeah. the biggest hand I've ever seen. Because they would let us in the store and we would be running around picking up insane wow. things. They've got also, Madame Tussaud was amazing. Not only did she sort of make waxworks and stuff, she would take artifacts of people's life. So in Madame Tussauds, they've got the bed that Napoleon died in. It's up <gasps> wow. in the attic. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Wow! But yeah, I, di I digress. That was <laughs> Do, an can they not digress? <laughs> can they not put the bed on show unless they like made it out of wax? What are the rules? They just, like? they just didn't sort of get round to it. They did. They were too busy making Kylie Minogue's ass. Oh my god, that fucking Kylie Minogue one. Yeah, like, I like this is a digression too. But I used to develop <laughs> photos right before they everyone could do it themselves, and people still had to come in, and we did like the one hour service. And like the amount of, you're supposed to, you have to look at the photos to check they're a good enough quality, um, which may, and you're not allowed to give back obscene photos, blah, blah, blah. We're talking like 2001 here. The amount of fucking people that went to Madame Tussauds and the men that stood behind Kylie, oh. like they were fucking her up. She was on all fours, wasn't she? Was she was on all fours. And yeah. everyone obviously thought they were the first person to do this hilarious joke. And every single fucking person that went to Madame Tussauds did it. It oh, come on. I want like, to know what the worst photos were that you saw. Okay. I saw some people did try and make porn and we weren't allowed to give them the photos. Do, do you get to keep <laughs> them? Oh, oh. No, <laughs> we just, I actually, to be fair, I don't know what did happen to them in the end, but we weren't allowed to you give them have, back. Yeah, yeah, this is the thing, like, I'm the manager. I'll <laughs> take the envelope. <laughs> I had, oh. like, this really old lady that went on a trip to Elvis's grave. <laughs> Oh, oh wow. But honestly, it was mainly Kylie and Madame Tussauds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was so new funny. at the time. And was that just oh, a local a local sort of um Photoshop that you worked in? Yeah. We were in the one oh no, wait, we weren't even the hour service. We did a 20 minute service. Blimey. Oh. We did, and we could put it's it on it. We want their porn fest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And honestly, when the person came in to collect the porn, 
everyone ran to the back of the shop because no one wanted to be the person <laughs> to have to serve them and go, I'm really sorry you can't have your photos. <laughs> yes, two, only two of them came out. The rest of them were a bit yeah, blurry. They're really blurry. You've got loads of stickers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's, I mean, was it on Baker Street? Was it nearby? No, it, was, it wasn't in London. It was in um, Bishop Stortford. Blimey. I love that there were enough people that went mm. to like Madame Tussauds and tried that, tried it on with Kylie. They're in a sort of a suburban like snap yeah. snaps. There's some fucking like, oh, yeah. it's another one of these. It's like, oh, fucking hell, this again. <laughs> that actually sounds like exactly what you would expect. Like, yeah. no one yeah. in London yeah. needs to do that. That's true. It's people that it's a slightly special occasion. Yeah. It's a very nice snapshot made, of the uh, Anyway, Lizzie would of course know that it's the um, uh, Chamber of Horrors is where he was. Ah, Monson the was room. <laughs> the murder room, which is what I like to call my front bottom. <laughs> <laughs> the murder it's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like to mind the Chamber of Horrors. So, um, <laughs> Monson was put at the entrance to the Chamber of Horrors. He was not happy about this and he sued the company. I should also add that they um, they made the waxwork and he was literally just holding a gun whilst he was... Wow! Yeah. Um, do you think he was successful in suing Madame Tussauds? Yeah. Um, I mean, like, in theory, he should be because he yeah. wasn't found guilty and they've put him as a murderer, so... Yeah, but then does he have to go to retrial and it turns out he is a murderer and then they're allowed to keep it so they decide to prove that he's a murderer? Well, it's like a big institution to take down, so I'm not sure. That's true. Well, they've got Napoleon's bed in the attic. Maybe they're not on it. Tell you what, Monson, we're going to do you a deal. We're going to keep the waxwork, but here's Napoleon's hairbrush. <laughs> Nobody's looking at it anyway. <laughs> the irony is, as well, like Napoleon's bed would be fucking tiny, right? He was a really small dude, so you know, I'd like maybe. I want Genghis Khan's bed, like I want a big bed. <laughs> but maybe it was big because he wanted to be like, look, I've still got a big bed. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I mean, I think you're probably right, right? <laughs> I think Napoleon slept in a recliner. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Lizzie, it's the best story because we've yeah. all had a wank in a recliner. It's the best. It's the best story. No, I genuinely have, so it's fine. I don't want to talk about it though for another time. Oh, um, he was successful in suing Madame Tussauds, but he was awarded just one farthing in damages. Why? Uh, one farthing. One farthing for your time, sir. Be gone, sir. Why one? How much farthing? is that? Like that's nothing. Oh, it's like a, it's like a toenail. It's nothing. You can buy nothing with a farthing. You can get like half a toffee. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It was fuck all. I think it's the least that you can possibly be paid in a sort of so defamation. So is that because they all knew that he was guilty, or is it because he could spent loads on his case? Well, it's a good, it's a good question. Like, I don't know why they were like, but I think it was kind of like, oh, it's just Madame Tussauds. She does like the wax. Like, let her do what she wants. Oh, did I don't you know. You know, I've signed what? option agreements like this. It's like, <laughs> well, we don't have any money. Here's yeah. the pound, and I've never seen the pound. Um, what, like, was they it? They've done the statue, though. Like, this, so that's the main thing. Is they've they they down the statue? Yeah. No, I don't think they did. I don't think they did. Actually, they got the farthing, I mean, and they're keeping the statue. What um, was this? A judge? They reused the statues. 
They reuse them. They melt them down and yeah. they make, they'll make like little Jim, Jimmy Osmond into David Beckham. They just melt them down and redo them. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, that's a horrifying image, isn't it? The melting down of. Uh, also, there was that fire at Madame Tussauds, wasn't there? Which I believe was after yeah. this. So he oh, probably didn't have. This. He could have set the fire. That's the rumor I might start. <laughs> okay. He'll sue you for a farthing and then you'll be sorry. Apparently, it's sort of like this case set a precedent, though, for the kind of libel by, by innuendo. <laughs> Litigious people. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Lastly, the the other link to Cecil Hambra that I have, and I found this like I found this quite exciting when I read the case, is dad? that he is my father. He is my father. And I'm going to avenge him. No, but he's buried in the church that I used to live next door to. Which is, I find that super weird, considering I didn't weird. come to this case. Yes. Um, someone sent it to us. And my friend, I sent my friend there this afternoon, and he went and took a picture, and the grave's still there, and he found it. And I, we'll, we'll post it Whoa. on Twitter once it's like, yeah. yeah. It's kind of mad. Uh, so I walked past this guy's grave every day for, like, you know, years, uh, which is kind of weird. When you go to bed tonight, <laughs> <laughs> tap, tap, tap on your face. Oh. I don't know whether it'd be more terrifying if it was the wax version or um, <laughs> um, the, anyway. Wait, so Hannah, sorry. the murderer guy lives in your graveyard. No, the guy that was murdered. Sorry, okay. so Hambra. Yeah. Because he came from the Isle of Wight. They, so they um, shipped him from there. Scotland and buried him in yeah, Bedna. Yeah, essentially. Essentially. Which is how yeah, I you felt. You're obsessed with your island, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I managed to bring back yeah. every single piece of information. Everyone um, on our island is very pro the island. Yeah. yeah it's because, it's, nice. because it's a microcosm, because we're not meant to live. Why do, why do you think there's so many cases of COVID in London? We're not, you're not meant to live like that. You're meant to live in little, little rocky tribes. Outbrots, like Fraggle Rock. That's like, why they're all so happy. Not just because they're puppets. Bring because they're back on an island. Rock. Bring back <laughs> Guys, before I round this off, I just want to say that if you want to read more about this case, and there's so much more to this case because there's like the whole Sherlock Holmes shit. There's so much more to what yeah. actually happened. There's a book by Daniel Smith, and the book is called The Ard Lamont Mystery, the real-life story behind the creation of Sherlock Holmes. And we'll put the link in the show notes, so check it out. The author sent us the story. Yeah, well, his wife did. Yeah, his wife. That's so great. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's kind of cool. On that note, here's to Madame Sussaud's not giving a shit. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> hey. Hey. Drunk women solving so the one final part of the podcast that we have is a listener crime to solve. Uh, this is from TF James from a review on Apple Podcasts. So if you do have a listener crime, leave us a review, five stars, sure. And tell us if you've been a victim of a crime. So TF James said, they posted this back in February, said, with Valentine's Day coming up, I was reminded of a time when I was young and in a hip hop dance troupe. We've all been there. And the I bloke, <laughs> Katie hasn't known this. <laughs> There's still time, Katie. There's still time. And the bloke who subtly yet relentlessly bullied me over the years came up and handed over a bright red envelope, which he had ostensibly been asked to pass from an anonymous admirer. Of course, the envelope contained a card with an uh, illustration of a pair of cartoon horny devils and written in a feminine hand the suggestion that the sender had seen me in class, liked what she had seen and wanted some of that 
in quote marks. As you might imagine, I never found out who sent it and always assumed it was yet another cruel joke at my expense. However, oh, no. I know. However, perhaps I missed out on something magical. We may never know. But pray tell me what you might deduce, detectives. I rely on your intuition and clever minds. Anyway, thank you and keep up the excellent work. I mean, look at me cheering on a potential romance on the back of like porn devils. That's kind of sad. Like, oh no, it could have been so beautiful. <laughs> it, never, it was never good. It, 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 it didn't happen. The, um, you do, if you're a lady and you want to see a gentleman's penis, you don't make a, a card with horny devils on and then give it to his mate to give to him. You might leave it somewhere that the guy could find it himself, mm. but you certainly don't embarrass yourself further yeah. by involving a third party. Okay. So your problem is with the, the postal service there, the way well, yes. that My problem yeah. is massively with the postal service. It doesn't make sense, which is why yeah, I submit to the jury that the bully actually is the one with the crush oh, and put it under the guise of like feminine writing with the devil come on devil porn it was the bully what is more what fits a yes. profile more than two devils fucking it was just devil horns it wasn't devil porn <laughs> but for the listeners taylor put her hands over her mouth in shock and threw herself back you were just devil horns? Just devil Not porn. porn? Not porn. <laughs> oh, man, I had the whole psych profile in this guy. I was... Oh. <laughs> devil horns. Okay, you know what? No love lost. <laughs> There's not anyway, but I still think it was the bully, even though it was horns, not porns. I think you might be right about the uh, about the bully. You don't search out your your crush's bully to deliver the mail. This no, is very no. true. That's very very true. No, that's true. It's too suspicious a uh, delivery method. I was remember I got a Valentine's no, so card day day card when I was at school, and um, it said from question mark, but the question mark was the wrong way round, and there was only one boy in class that did it like that. <laughs> so I was like, oh, it's him. Okay. I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he was the right one. He was the one that you should have ended up with. But you walked away because he weren't sexy enough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's tr that is true. That is true. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just picturing like that episode of The Simpsons with Lisa and Ralph. <laughs> I choo 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 you. Look in the tunk. <laughs> so the doctor says I wouldn't get so many nosebleeds if I just kept my finger out of there. <laughs> <laughs> How can my you turn that down, Hannah? <laughs> I know, Aww. I know, I know. It's sad. It's sad. It is sad. So we may have solved another one, legit. But Katie, what's your take? What's your take? I mean, Katie, you were a massive bully. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> get into the mind. Oh yeah, that's what I come across as now. I think with my swagger and my barely concealed repression. Um, <laughs> I was a massive victim. It takes one to know one. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's a suspicious delivery method. And so I agree with you guys. It would be great to be wrong. You know what? We need hope in these times. I'm going to go. It was romance. <gasps> Ooh, Just proper, to be different. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, but from a third party. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember the, all of the crime. <laughs> well, TF James, I hope that has helped. I'm pretty sure it had. So that all. TF James, didn't they rate Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> oh my oh. God, was it all based on this one? Oh, E.L. James. Sorry, okay. very different, different. So many okay. celebrity Just- listeners. <laughs> So, um, yeah. Neil James loves devil porn. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all that remains for us to do is say, Lizzie, what have you got to share with them? What, what, what are you up to? Yeah. I know that's hard asking in this. What are you up to? <laughs> Staying in, actually, what? Hannah. Um, I'm doing loads of gardening. I'm doing loads of gardening. If you want to, if you can get yourself to Guernsey in a time of crisis where there are no flights in and no boats out, <laughs> if you want to see me sowing some seeds, um, digging some trenches, get on Ooh. down to St. Peter what Port. Are you, what are you planting? <laughs> Everything, everything. It's Armageddon. It's the apocalypse. I've got two oh. greenhouses. Okay. Um. I. Oh, you name it. I've planted it. I. We're here Martin. for the long haul. Mushrooms, strawberries, runner beans, strawberries, runner beans, broad beans, carrots, um, nero. Ooh. Um, oh, I know it's a wanky like cavalonero got all whatever. It's so delicious. It's Love amazing. Nero. Oh, it's amazing. Guys, Have I'm you tried pre- making crisps with them? No, but I will now. I'm, Google it. I'm pretty yeah. sure Katie yeah. wants to know what that is. What is a cavalonero? <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes it's, it's called um, black kale or black cabbage. It's a really, really dark, leafy green, oh, thin, with a sort of mm. big woody spine. But you rip it all off, and it's oh. delicious. Yeah, you can even make like a pesto out of it i didn't want to finish the sentence because i'm like i hate myself (laughs) (laughs) um well delicious pesto (laughs) that was that was great you came for the crime you stayed for the culinary tips um (laughs) that's the show lizzie thank you so much for being with us all the way from guernsey Thank you so much for having me. I'm sorry that I've disgraced myself. No, you've um, been the best. I'm blaming the booze. <laughs> we do every amazing. single week. <laughs> oh, thank you guys. So I will say goodbye. Bye. Oh. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.